what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 11, volume 4 of the Fantasy Formula, the number one fantasy football podcast in Queensland, Australia, (laughs) Beijing, China, and my favorite good old road hiss, North Carolina. It's a great day to be alive on this wonderful, diverse planet, getting to spend some time with some wonderful, diverse people. And here we go. Let's meet our starting lineup for our September 30th episode of the Fantasy Formula. On the buttons and the knobs, the man who makes us sound good every day. He's Jay Dynamite Johnson. In the pain cave, mixing and mashing. He's brewing and stewing, creating the perfect formula. He's Chris Magic Hands Fry. And it is my great pleasure to introduce to you today our special guest host this afternoon. He's got a voice as smooth as velvet and an appetite for whiskey, cold natural light, and occasional swig of Boone's Farm. You've heard him before on many high school football broadcasts and also as the host of the News Mesh. He's Michael Roll Tide Roll Willard. Roll Tide Roll Tide Roll Tide Roll. Mike, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good because I'm steering clear of the Boone's Farm and sticking closer to the natural light and wild turkey. Smart move there, sir. Smart move. Well, it's so glad we're so glad to have you today in uh, on the Fantasy Formula. Yeah, I'm glad. Thanks, to, thanks for having me. I've been waiting for a long time to get the special invitation, and I feel like I've spent the last couple of days polishing up my fantasy skills, and it's just in time for me to lose a bunch of games on Sunday. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, you know, I guess our listeners, you, you guys noticed we didn't introduce our other co-host, who sometimes pick and chooses when he decides to show up, but he's Addison Hooday Fox. And he might show up any minute now, Willard. We'll just have to play it by ear. I won't hold my breath. Me either, buddy. Me either. But hey, when you're big time, you can come and go as you please, right? He's big time in us. I guess that's what they say. Well, buddy, how are your fantasy teams going so far this year? Man, you know what? I'm doing all right until this past week. I'm leading in a couple of my leagues, but this past week, man, the bye week blues have bit me on the backside. Uh, And just not too good. I'm still doing okay. Three and one in a couple of leagues and two and two in a couple others. Uh, But now that, you know, in the week ahead i know that there's fewer buy games i got some of my starters back peyton's back russell wilson's back yes. i'm feeling pretty good and i think i've got four fantasy teams all over of course there's only two for big money so those mm-hmm. are the two we care about and of course those are the two that i suffered a loss in this week so and the other two eh, you know it's hit miss. wives or like other friends right, that are right. female you know whomever right but Maybe for $5 or a six-pack sure. of beer. No, no big money ga- games we're talking about, right? The grab bag children are involved. No profanity in the smack talk league. Bingo. Understand that. Understand that. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you heard uh, Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster <laughs> introduce us today. And the reason we came off with that uh, song to lead us off is because 
damn, I was a gangster last week going 3-0, and oh, Michael. So Impressive. 4-0 and oh in my Raleigh League. All right, league. yeah. 3-1 and one in one Hickory League and 2-2 two and two in another. So we're starting to get moving. So you're getting back on track. I feel After last bad. year's kind of, woo-hoo, yeah. you're now back on the smooth and steady. Absolutely. A little Good dip deal. last year, but we're back where we're supposed to be, and that's the top of the heat, baby. So uh, before, while we get this thing cranked off, let's talk about some hot news right off the wire, including some injury reports, but more importantly, some things that are just happening in the league. Fresh off the wire, happened last night about 1 o'clock in the morning. Oakland Raider fans, if there's any Oakland Raider fans left. Are there any? They all live in Oakland. They must. I think there's one Under in Under a rock. Hank Eimer is an Oakland okay. Raider fan. So Poor guy. One guy here in Hickory, but... Dennis Allen, your coach with a record of 8-28 and 28 over the last four years, is out. See ya. Gone. See ya yeah. later. Replacing him, Tony Sperano. You've heard this I know Tony Sperano, yeah. As a Cowboys fan. Yeah, he's a special teams guy that uh, coached for the Cowboys for years, I think. And, and for Oakland right now, he's an offensive line coach. Well, and so he's going to fall into replacing Dennis Allen in the interim. He's got a lot of work ahead of him because I think they've lost, what, 10 straight games? Yes. Yeah, see you, Dennis Allen. I mean, you couldn't do much worse than they've been doing. Although, you know, they looked okay against the Patriots last week. But who doesn't? (laughs) That may be more of an indictment against the crappy Patriots this year. true. Well, um, Tony Sperano, he's in. Good luck, my friend, in the interim basis. But the reason I really wanted to talk about this is guess who they're targeting for their coach of the future. Oh, gosh. I don't even want – don't say Nick Saban. <laughs> no, not Nick oh, Saban. So you, thank goodness. Yeah, wipe your brow off yeah, there. You're, you're thank cool. Goodness. But John Gruden, okay, John Again? Gruden. Hadn't he been there he's before? He's been there. But hmm. they supposedly has some tie that might pull him back to Oakland. What that is, I don't know. Plus, he's got the best gig in the world, the Why Monday night yeah. football gig. You cannot beat that, getting paid millions of dollars and working one night a week. Sure. Come on. Does he want the stress of trying to bring Oakland back? No thanks. You know, guys like that sometimes want the challenge of doing something. You know, Gruden's been doing that thing on Monday Night Football for a few years now. Mm -hmm. Maybe he feels like it's too easy for him. He wants to get back on the bike and try to ride uphill again. And at Oakland, that's a big uphill (laughs) climb. Yes, a mountain, my friend, a mountain. Well, good luck, John Gruden, Tony Sperano, Dennis Allen, wherever you end up. That's the Oakland situation. I'm glad I'm not an Oakland fan. Next up, hot off the wire, Ben Tate, the Cleveland Brown running back who's been injured since week one. He is back to practice and also expects to play on Sunday. Their running backs coach say, says, Ben, when you, if you're healthy to go, you're healthy to start. Says he will start him if he's ready to play. What do you think about that? Because in the backfield right now for Cleveland, you've got Terrence West, who's really – he seemed to shine. He seemed to shine as a rookie, and Isaiah Crowell, both rookies, both having great rookie campaigns. Ben Tate out for three weeks. He pops right back in. Would you start him? Would you put him right back in the in the mix? I don't know. Those other two guys have been doing well or well enough for Cleveland. Uh, they're okay, but. Honestly, I want to see what Ben Tate's got. He was behind the shadow of Arian Foster for years there in Houston. He was always solid when he came in off the bench to fill in for him. I think he's going to be solid for the Browns, but coming in after a three-week stretch where he's out out of the picture, it's always hard to knock a little bit of rust off and get back in there. It's hard to say. I think you go with what's working, but if it looks like it's not going to work in this week's game, why not get him back in there? That's your workhorse. That makes sense. Plus, they gave him a two-year contract for about $8 million. Do you want that sitting on the bench? Absolutely not. Put him in there. Let's see what he's got. Terrence West and Isaiah Crowell, they'll be there anyway. So if Ben Tate doesn't do it, 
you pop hey. those guys back in, but give Ben Tate a chance. The I like payday that. payday guys got to play. Bingo. I like it a lot. Staying with the Browns theme right now, Jordan Cameron, everybody's tight end probably three after Jimmy Graham, Julius Thomas, Gronk, then maybe Jordan Cameron during our draft sure. fantasy football. Admits he expects to deal with a sprained AC joint all season. So, which means if you've had Jordan Cameron, you really thought he was going to put up prime time numbers at the beginning of the year. He's done nothing so far. He's been hurt. And now he's saying he's going to play through the pain. But as a starter, as a manager in fantasy football, do you start Jordan Cameron? Can you no. risk putting him in your lineup? I don't think so. There's enough guys out there that you can go pick up off the wire. There's a lot of surprises out there, and I know we'll talk about some of those when we get to the waiver wire stuff. Sure. I say you go find somebody else, take a chance on somebody else, because there's some Kelsey Davis there for the Chiefs. Where'd that guy come from last night? You yeah, know, when in the Monday night football game. I say you find somebody else and let Jordan Cameron go to pasture. Absolutely. If he does happen to come back, and you, let's say you drop him, and maybe in four or five weeks he's starting to feel good and the Browns are looking to him, believe me, nobody's picking up because benches in fantasy football with the buys and everything are so slim. You're not holding a spot for Jordan Cameron right now on your right. bench. He's gone. He's on the waiver wire. If you want him in a few weeks, maybe he'll be there. If not, there's plenty of talent to go get tight end wise. And hey, honestly, I'm not holding a spot for any Cleveland Browns on my team. <laughs> You're smart. A smart <laughs> man. Not even Johnny Manziel? No, absolutely not. Not Hoyer, not Manziel, not any of those no, guys. No, thank you. All right, good job. One more thing, tight end-wise, before we move to our waiver wire wonder segment for Week 5. Jordan Reed, the tight end for Washington Redskins, again, drafted in many drafts right after Jordan Cameron. He was typically the fifth or sixth tight end to go off the board. Has been injured. He's close to being back. Good things for That's a good thing for Washington Redskins fans because last week, the guy who replaced Jordan Reed, Niles Paul, took a, I guess you can call it a sandwich hit, right? Right. So he caught the ball, lowered his head, and two New York Giants defensive backs crushed him crushed him and basically he got concussed right. right so now he's dealing with concussion symptoms and all this good stuff so niles paul probably not going to play this week jordan reed check your waiver wires or your injury report see if jordan reed will play because if he is does have the opportunity to play he's a good tight end to slide into your starting lineup only if he's healthy enough. Well, and the only other drawback about that is which quarterback Cousins is going to show up. Is it the one that's going to be sharp in replacement of RG3 or the one who threw four interceptions and turned it over five times last week? So true. You know? and, and your opinion, that's, a, that's a, quite a risk. And we'll talk about this a little bit further, but tell me about Cousins as a manager of fantasy football now. Would you rather – I like to do – I like to drop these sure. bombs every now and then. Tom Brady moving forward, Kirk Cousins. What? Who would you rather have starting your – for your fantasy football team. Right I'm going now. with Kirk Cousins. You know, even though he had five turnovers, that's got to be an aberration. I agree. Tom Brady's offensive line right now is a mess. Even though the garbage guy came in, mm-hmm. Janine Garofalo or whatever his name <laughs> right, is, right. even though he came in there and had a good showing in garbage time, yes. you know, Kirk Cousins has got some of the weapons around him. You know, Deshaun Jackson, he's got the running backs. They've got a better offensive line. You mentioned yes. that, you know, Reed coming back as a tight end. I think he's a better option going forward. Now, the Cowboys fan in me says, I don't want any Redskins. Sure, understood. Did you happen to 
watch Brady any of the game or the, the game in its entirety last night? I, I've gone back and seen some of the replays, like the blindside tackle where he fumbled it and lost it, and then there right. was the interception. So I've seen a little bit of his greatest worst hits. And, you know, I, I'm just a little concerned. I've always been a Tom Brady yep. fan. I've liked him. You know, he's, he's led them to championships when, you know, he was a sixth-round pick out of Michigan. He couldn't do anything, and he led them, right? Yeah. And he's a good leader. There's something that's going on. The offensive line is terrible, but it even looked like Brady looks like he lacks confidence. I don't know what it is. Maybe, you know, they say in football, once you reach that cliff and go over, you go over fast. Well, I mean, he's 37 years old, you know, which isn't terribly old. He's a big, strong, good leader. Right. But if he's he's been making some public comments about why did we let all these players go, our right. offensive line, one of his key targets, Gronkowski, is not really coming back like he was. Everybody was true. He's not as good as he was before the injuries. Right. So I think you know maybe Brady, Brady has a little bit of rust on him. And you know there was a point earlier in the season I'll retire when I suck. Well, last night, Mr. Brady, I was awfully sucked. You suck. <laughs> so, yes. I mean no that may be doubt. close to Ab- getting out of there. Absolutely. Hey, let me point. mention another injury report you yeah, haven't hit please, on it. I please. know you haven't gone on but Carson Palmer um, for the Arizona Cardinals looks like he may still be out they talked about him maybe getting rehabilitated during Mm -hmm. the bye week saw something just a bit ago looks like he's going to be off for this week so no playing for Carson Palmer again so you know the Cardinals I know that they are looking pretty strong but even with the with Stanton there at the backup Stanton that's right yeah Drew Stanton even with Stanton as the backup they're looking okay Carson Palmer, I know, is another one of those weapons they want to try to get back, but it looks like he's going to be at least another week before he comes back. Very good point, because you know who they play this week? Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. Oh, okay, boy. Arizona undefeated. Undefeated. Right? Going right. to Denver. You know, can they win without Carson Palmer? I think they can hang in that game. It, that's going to be one of the best games on Sunday, so we'll look forward to watching sure. that. But good – I mean, thank you for that, in, that info, because – I've got Michael Floyd. Tons of people have Larry Fitzgerald. You've got some Andre yep. Ellington in the backfield. Who the quarterback is will determine how those the production these guys get. So yeah, let's and, keep... and I've had Fitzgerald this season, and he's just been totally unimpressive. You know, I guess Stanton's got somebody else that he'd rather throw it to because Fitzgerald's kind of been, you know, Fitzgerald, 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 right. where are you? I mean, I bet you can count on – Two hands, just the amount of receptions. And I don't think he's had a touchdown. No, yet. huh? Yeah, it's been tough, tough go for uh, Mr. Fitzgerald. But Malcolm Floyd on the other, or Michael Floyd, I'm sorry, on the other side is who Stanton seems to sure. go to, you know, so far anyway. Well, anyway, good job there on the injury report and the breaking news segment. Let's move right into our waiver wire wonders for week five, uh, Michael Willard. First on the waiver wire wonder sheet here, that when I'm looking right, it's dead staring right at me. We talked about him two weeks ago. He's Matt Asiata for the Minnesota Vikings. Three touchdowns last week. We called it last week. We said get him, pick him up on the waiver wire, and start him with all these bye weeks. If you did, you were successful last week. Three touchdowns. Also, another running back. He pops up for the Minnesota Vikings. Jared McKinnon. He goes for six, maybe I think it was six carries for almost 100 yards as well. So two guys in the backfield replacing AP. You can – Matt Asiata probably going to be gone, but Jared McKinnon guaranteed he's only on 3% of people's uh, rosters right now. So if you need a running back to fill in a spot, maybe as a flex, go grab McKinnon. 
Also, Larry Donnell, the tight end for the Giants. Wow. You watched it Thursday up. night? He blew it up. It was on Thursday night. I went to my fantasy leagues and tried to find him in all of them and <laughs> pick him up. If I get ho, if I go to the bottom of the waiver wire order, that's fine. Right. I want that Donnell on my team. Right now, top five tight end production-wise, and it looks like Eli's kind of caught his groove yeah. and is looking for Donnell always in the red zone. And even sometimes, you know, between the 20s, he's looking at them for looking at Donnell for a 15, 20-minute or 20-yard uh, reception. But it seems in the red zone, Eli is looking for this guy to catch six every time. So, Donnell, a must pick up on all waiver wires. Hey, he's got four touchdowns in the first four games of the season. Good for him, man. He's great. He's great. For you Panther fans, a very interesting one. You guys saw what happened last weekend, the debacle in Baltimore. Ugly. Very, ugly. very ugly. Not surprising, but ugly. Yes. D'Angelo Williams goes down again. It looks like his ankle, Michael, is, right. is, uh, is affected in this game. You know, Jonathan Stewart already on the bench with a knee, I believe. You know, Michael Tolbert out for four to six. He's on injured reserve. Yeah, he won't injured. be back till late October, yeah. November. So trouble in the backfield for Carolina Panther fans. So what do we do? We go to the waiver wire. <laughs> Just like a fantasy owner, Ron <laughs> right. Rivera and David Gettleman's out there on the waiver wire trying to find the next Matt Asiata. Exactly. And who do they pick up today, my friend? Chris Obanyu. Yes, I believe the running back who was at Cleveland before. Does that That's sound right. right? He did play for Cleveland previously. Yeah, he played at Cleveland previously. So he is going to be out there available. And guys, you know the Panthers like to run the ball. They got to have somebody. The only person in the backfield right now is Darren Reeves. He's owned in point zero one percent of leagues. So maybe it's a coin toss. Maybe you get Chris Obaganaya or whatever, or Darren Reeves. Who right. knows? Maybe you grab both of them. Well, you know, they picked somebody out. else up, and he got one carry, fumbled the football, and it's he's sayonara. Gone. He's, he's he is gone. gone. He's gone. So Panther fans, it's it's looking dire right now. But who knows? You guys. Seem to maybe their defense will step up. Maybe their defense will step up and keep them in games. They like haven't last been year. around the last couple of weeks. They have, you know. Been. So maybe they come in and do something this time. But yes. they've got to have some some control the clock, you know, and just breaking that game down. In the first drive last week against the Ravens, they looked great. They marched right down the they field. Sure D'Angelo was getting the ball. He was running. They were passing. It was looking good. They kind of have a screw-up right down there in the red zone, and that's it. Game yeah. over. Ball game. You know, they you lost can... all their momentum, exactly. and it's just like all the wind came out of the sails. Absolutely. The other thing that really got them when Steve Smith got that second touchdown, it felt like, uh-oh, they started waving the white yep. flag. It was history. That's it. Uh, other waiver wire wonders for week five, Justin Forsett and this fellow named Talia Farrow for the Ravens. If you had Bernard Pierce in replacement of Ray Rice, now Bernard Pierce looks like he is in the doghouse and he might not see the light of day. Grab one of these running backs. You, they might have already been picked up on your waiver wire, but if not, definitely grab one. My choice between the two would probably be Forsett. He seems a little bit more dynamic. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I like him slightly more than Talaferro. Talaferro more of the kind of grind him out back. He's got a little bit of shake and shimmy to him, sure. but it's more of the Forsett guy yeah. with hey, more. Forsett's a little more solid. He's got more exp- experience in the pro system. He's already got the rock plenty of times there in Baltimore. I'm with you on Forsett. Right on. And last but not least, you Michigan Wolverine fans, if there are any left, because they are having a horrendous year in college football. You had a quarterback back in the day that really was explosive and exciting, right? This yeah, fellow's yeah. name was Denard Robinson. Do you remember I him? I remember him, okay. yeah. So Denard Robinson was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, I want to say maybe three years ago or two to three years ago. Anyway... They've got him in the backfield, kind of filling the role, almost like a Darren Sproles kind of uh, 
scat back, if you will. Right, okay. So he'll catch balls out of the backfield. Sometimes he'll line up even at the quarterback, take a direct snap and go wildcat formation. Sure. Well, he's definitely bigger than a Darren Sproles because yes. he's got some size yeah, on him. He definitely you know, does. He was Michigan's kind of answer to Armani Edwards after Bingo. Appalachian State went up there. They right. found him a running quarterback in Nard Robertson. He had a good career at Michigan. Great career, But yes. now they're going to shift him straight up running back. So he's running back. Interesting. And the reason I bring him up is because Toby Gerhardt, was drafted in many fantasy football leagues as number probably a running back two in the fifth or sixth round. Right. Denard Robinson not drafted in any league, I would no, guess. He, w- he would. Toby Gerhardt really struggling early on. Fumble, he's slow, he's a plotter. They've died, they've inserted Denard Robinson and they really like what they see. Wow. So potentially, now I'm not gonna say Gerhardt is on the bench for Robinson, but I could see him both platooning fifty fifty carries. Denard Robinson exciting, you know, explosive. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, a waiver wire wonder. If he's out there, you might pick him up. He and could stash do something him. for you. You know, I was one that had high hopes for Gerhardt. I didn't get him early on, but I thought, yeah. you know, he's going to be the number one running back. He was solid, you know, in college and when he was playing for Minnesota. I had hopes that he would be good, but sure. then, just like you say, he kind of stumbled out of the starting block and it's yes. no good and he's glad to be gone exactly um I, I would throw in here a couple of waiver wire guys that i'm seeing here on my some of my research uh chad yes. brian quick yeah. st louis rams only owned in less than 10 percent of leagues you know the rams don't have a lot of targets but brian quick another appalachian state graduate mm-hmm. and i'm not mentioning that because he went to app state but he's done well during this campaign he's got about looking to get about 75 catches and 1200 yards for this season that yes. can be a pretty good number if you need somebody uh in a pin there, Brian Quick. And even furthermore, we mentioned Quick the last two weeks. They're playing Philadelphia's uh Philadelphia Eagles this week. Mm-hmm. You know, Philadelphia likes to get up and down. The only way St. Louis stays in that game is they're going to have to score some points. Air it out. Brian Quick right there, a waiver wire wonder. If he's not already selected, go grab him. He'd be a great fill-in this week. He could be a top target. You know, I know y'all talked about Teddy Bridgewater last week, and maybe he should be on the injury report too because he was out. There's now some talk that he could be back in time for this week's game. Certainly a better option than Christian Ponder, I think. You know, that's not somebody that's not owned in a lot of leagues, and if – you're in a pinch and you need somebody. Bridgewater looked pretty impressive. And, you know, him being a good performer out there helped Asiata along the way. So, you know, that might be a prospect for you. They look like – I watched that game. Minnesota played Atlanta. They look like a different team with him as quarterback. I mean, they they spread them out. It's just – they seem like they can do more things with Bridgewater back there. And as a rook for a rookie, he looks so confident and poised back there. I don't know if you remember watching him at Louisville, mm-hmm. but he looked – poised in the pocket sure. back then. He carried that with him to the NFL, too. Man, he looked sharp. I hope he's going to be healthy to play. They have a big game Thursday night against Green Bay, so they're going to need Bridgewater for a Thursday Definitely, night and that's hard for him to come back on a short week, coming in on a Thursday in that big game. And You know, again, talking about Asiata, Matt Forte had a really good game against Green Bay. Even though the Packers won last week, Solid Matt game. Forte blew it up on him, so there could be an opportunity for Asiata um, to get in there and do some good, even though it's going to be a quick turnaround for him. Great point, and that Jared McKinnon dude, too. Both of yeah. these guys have an opportunity against that Green Bay front line, so Thursday night special, check them out. One other one we're going to talk about just quickly, Marvin Jones, the Cincinnati Bengal wide receiver last year, caught, I think, eight-plus touchdowns, maybe in the 10 range. He's been hurt all year. They're going to play him this weekend, so if you need a wide receiver, Marvin Jones, Cincinnati Bengals might be the guy to look forward to. Uh, the Bengals, let me check and see who they're playing real quick. Let's see who their matchup is. Uh, Cincy, Cincy, Cincy. 
Page two. Oh, New England. Oh, that that could no. be an opportunity. <laughs> Bingo! You know, that could be Cincinnati's a done good. And I, I suspect that Ad-Rock has slipped some of that information in and forced <laughs> to do it for the Who Day Nation. But why is that Cincinnati going to screw up what's working for them? You know, they've had a good season so far. They're doing well in their conference. They're leading the conference, they in are. fact. Why are you going to throw somebody in there just because he could be a good weapon? Why throw something? Don't bro- don't fix it if it ain't broke. That's 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 a good point. I guess what they are thinking, you know, Andy Dalton, he needs as many weapons as he can get. Sure. You've got Giovanni Bernard in the backfield. You've got Mohamed Sanu kind of on one side mm-hmm. playing the slot. I don't know. Maybe they just want to add another element to their offense. A.J. Green, got to be healthy oh, back. You yes, know, absolutely. He's super-duper. Yeah, so y'all check it out. A lot of waiver wires out there today. And what about Eli Manning? I've got him listed Would down here, Would you pick too. him up as a – I mean, you know, it looks like the Giants are kind of coming along, and Eli's kind of been in a funk, but with Donnell, he's found the target in him you know maybe he can start getting some victor cruz in if the defense starts going after donnell you know not a lot of people own eli manning he could be in for a surprise and again uh who are they playing this week the giants have let's see our they've got hot lana hot lana who the defense is horrendous yeah this is what i think about the eli manning if he's there and i've got a slot if i don't have a backup quarterback which in two of my leagues i do not sure i'm grabbing eli this week I am grabbing him, and I will hold him. I've got Luck as a quarterback in one league and Colin Kaepernick in another and Matt Ryan in another. When they'll go on by, if I've got Eli there, I feel confident enough in Eli right now to put up. He scored 40 fantasy points sure. last week. Yeah. I can see he him maybe not week. putting that type of – uh, th- those type of numbers up, but at least you're 25 to 30, which keeps you in a game every fantasy yep. week. So, yeah, I like that call. Eli Manning, if he's there and you need a backup quarterback if you and you've got a spot, grab him, stash him, use him when you need him. Good job, brother. Real quick, we're going to fly through our top five NFL teams. They post this every week, NFL.com. And All right, Dallas Cowboys, number one. <laughs> Close. All right. Close. They did crack the top ten. Hey, man, we blew up the Saints. At the big two weeks ago, nobody in this world would have said Dallas Cowboys are in the top Come ten on. of anything. Not Come even on. college football. But guess what? They are there, and they looked impressive they did. on Sunday night, Hey, the too. rule in Dallas Nation is we don't peak them too early. That's what Tom Landry used to always say. We never want to peak too early. So let Tony get the rust off in week one and then just start handing the football to DeMarco Murray. So Tom Landry and Jason Garrett, very comparable coaching styles. No, absolutely not. <laughs> No. I mean, one of them won a bunch of Super Bowls. The other one has ginger hair. I love it. I love it. Um, So we've got the top five, but the one interesting thing Michael and I were talking about before the podcast started, in the top ten, the Colts were left out of it, but in the number ten spot where the Colts – actually, I've got the Colts as the top five team, but they're left out of the top ten. The Giants go from, like, team 30 to team 10 in two weeks. Two weeks, all the way up the totem pole. We know they beat up on the Redskins Thursday night, you know, in a a Kirk Cousins fumble fest, turnover fest. Who who did they beat prior to that that has helped them get so far? They lost a squeaker to Arizona, and I can't remember who they will beat in week three, but they beat them pretty convincingly. Um, That was kind of Larry Donnell's coming out, but he caught a lot of balls in that game. But So I'm not sure, but people are high on the Giants. I want to watch them for a couple more weeks. I'm liking what Eli's showing us, just as we talked about. Right. yeah, let's, let's keep on looking at what we've got here for the top five. Number five spot, Arizona Cardinals come in. Their defense looking great. Still need to think about the Drew Stanton versus Carson Palmer thing. Watch your injury reports. Drew Stanton, 
feeling the need right now, but for them to really go to the next level, I think they're going to need a little bit better quarterback. Maybe it's Carson. They Palmer. need to find Larry Fitzgerald. Yes, they do. You know, they need him for the terrible tinklers, my <laughs> fantasy football team, but they need him to keep those victories coming. All He's right. a weapon and a threat. you got to sure. go to him. Carson, did you hear that? Get back in the game so the terrible tinklers can get some Larry Fitzgerald action. <laughs> in the fourth hole, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles coming off their first loss last week against the San Francisco 49ers. Still in the top five slot, Nick Foles. You know, he was everybody's darling. San Francisco kind of figured that hey, offense out a little bit. The you know? Eagles looked a little bit suspect. I now, agree. granted, they scored three touchdowns, two on special teams and one on defense, yes. but the offense didn't do much at all. Their average rush was one yard per carry. LaShawn McCoy is Page, frustrated. Paging Mr. Shady. Yes. Come he, in, Mr. Shady. Where I, are you, Shady McCoy? They showed a picture of him on the sideline when everything was going out. He's frustrated. They're, they're giving him the ball, but not in like the ways that he normally gets right. to the outside. And they're not giving him enough carries, in my opinion. Yep. So they need to look to him more because he's LaShawn McCoy. That dude's a bad man. Yep. And he's getting frustrated on the sideline. Number three hole, Denver Broncos. They had a bye last weekend. Peyton Manning, you know, he's always going to be there in the top five. Looking hiding good. around, you know. Orange solid. Julius and Demarius Thomas, solid. both of those guys, solid. Solid as they come. Number two, Addison will be proud. The Cincinnati Bengals holding down that two spot. Their defense rated the number one defense in the NFL in front of the Seahawks right now. If Andy Dalton can keep that offense flowing, I like Cincinnati a lot in the AFC. Sure, sure. Um, and they're in a, in a division with the Steelers, who mm-hmm. didn't look so great on Sunday. Really? Um, and, and the Browns. You yes. know, Now, the Ravens look good, but they, they were beating better. up the Rotten Panthers. Right. So, you know, they may have a cakewalk right into a first-round bye there. Sure. I, I like how it's looking there. And the number one spot three weeks in a row is the Seattle Seahawks holding it down. Russell Wilson looks to be a one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Their defense still solid. Percy Harvin moving into a more of a weapon offensively. They got a lot of good stuff going on there, um, especially that home field advantage in Seattle absolutely. is huge. So, and Marshawn Lynch, always oh, a beast. Absolutely, Marshawn Lynch. So that wraps up the top five power teams in the NFL. Good job there, Mr. Wheeler. Let's and we move. still didn't talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I thought we mentioned Oh, no, they were, were number yeah, nine. They were That's nine, right? right? Okay, the Tom right, Landry, good. Jason Garrett comparison. Where did the Panthers that? come in on that? I think they might be 31 right okay, now. Okay, 31. <laughs> Hi, I'm 2012 Greater Hickory Kia Classic winner Fred Funk. Please join me at Rock Barn Golf and Spa for the 12th annual Greater Hickory Kia Classic, October 13th through the 19th. See Michael Allen defend his title against two-time Masters winner Bernard Longer, two-time Hickory winner Jay Haas and Kenny Perry, Champions Tour rookie Lee Jansen, and a fantastic field of Champions Tour players. Weekly grounds badges are just $50. Individual tickets are $20 per day with proceeds going to charity. Get your tickets today at greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. Let's move right into the Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football. We're going to move into our Thursday night game. Just mentioned it a second ago. Minnesota travels to Green Bay. Last week, Green Bay gets back to their winning ways. Aaron Rodgers, a field day. 302 yards, four touchdowns, looked great. Made some throws that reminded me of last year or the year before when he was, it looked like a video game, throwing off one foot, running to the left, throwing to the right. He was very impressive. He got his groove back just at the right time. And as he's able to get those balls down the field, get the passing game going, welcome back to the fold, Eddie Lacy. Bingo. And they need some Eddie Lacy. They need Eddie Lacy. Roll tide. Because they've got, uh, right now, Randall Cobb played great in that game, as did Jordy Nelson. Randall Cobb killed me. 
really. This week. Yeah. Two touchdowns, 114, I think he had. That's a big day for Randall Cobb owners. On the other side, Minnesota plays a great game against the, Fal- against the Falcons. Bridgewater proves that he was worth that number. I think he was drafted in the second, maybe first or second round. He played really, really well. Let's get his stats real quick. Bridgewater, 317, 19 for 30. This McKinnon guy that we talked about, 18 carries, 135 yards. Got to pick him up on the waiver wire. Michael, Green I'm Bay. I'm going to get him right now. Go grab him. Go grab him. I'll give, I can talk for half okay. 30 seconds if you need to grab him. But Green Bay, Thursday night in Lambeau, hopefully Bridgewater plays. Can Minnesota do anything to knock this Green Bay juggernaut? I say juggernaut after one win, but right. off at home. Right now, Green Bay, Vegas has got the number. Green Bay minus 9.5. The total is 47.5. Yeah, you know, I like Green Bay in this one. Um, and probably under that total, too, because uh, they're going to put up some points. But I don't know. I think Asiata was great. Bridgewater looked good. But that may just be a one-time thing against a, a bad Atlanta defense. So it'll be tough for them to replicate that kind of performance in Lambeau. Absolutely. I agree. I'm, I'm leaning under here, too. I do think think Green Bay at home Thursday night. Dude, them Lambo maniacs are going right. to be crazy. The cheeseheads. The cheeseheads will be everywhere. Minnesota, even if Bridgewater plays, this will be a tough environment for him to succeed. I like Green Bay and under the total 47 and a half. Next up, Carolina fans, here's your chance to get back to your winning ways if you can. You play host. <laughs> it will be hard and difficult. You play host to the Chicago Bears. Okay, Chicago Bears got a lot of offensive weapons. They last did. week, you know, where was that game? That game was at Chicago last week, too, when yep. the Green Bay Packers beat them. Uh, let me give you some stats real quick. Last week, Jay Cutler, three, no, 256 and two touchdowns, but threw several picks. Matt Forte, woo, 23 carries, a buck 22. Solid game, game for Matt Forte. And Martellus Bennett, we talked about tight ends earlier in the show. This dude's proven to be a top five tight end. Gotta he used him. to be a Dallas he Cowboy. He used to be a Cowboy. Let him go like we do all our best players. Exactly. Nine receptions <laughs> for a buck 34. Chicago traveling to the Panthers. Where they laid that big egg last week. Cam Newton, 197 at a touchdown. D'Angelo leading rusher, 34 yards. Jericho Cotri back in the mix, but five for 80. Tough, tough go uh, sledding for Carolina last week. This week, at home, minus the three, total 45 and a half. Can Carolina get this win when they really need one? At home doesn't mean anything for Carolina. They don't have an at-home advantage at this point in time. Unless they get their offensive line going and, and figured out how to create some protection for Cam Newton, I don't see it happening. And when you've got a quarterback – I mean, a running back that would – on the street, Chris O'Banyu last week, yeah. bringing him into the game. He's not going to have a major impact. Reeves has got to be the guy, and who knows about him. You've got Kelvin Benjamin. He's an awesome weapon. Cotri, Avant, there's some good guys to pass to. Mm-hmm. Greg Olson, sure. I just don't think it's good enough. You know, the Bears have too much, and yeah, we hear about the Panthers' great defense. They've been missing, including Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley these last couple weeks. Sure. So I think this is the opportunity for um, the Bears and Cutler to, to – rebound and heal from their wounds from last week with the greg hardy being on the sidelines because of the domestic abuse allegations and all the stuff that's yep. happening they have no pass rush where's charles johnson he has been a no-show just a no-show i don't so, think he's got a tackle he might have one tackle this year he didn't have a one tackle in last in the last game not one tackle. how can you be on the defensive line and be a get paid 12 million dollars a year and i get one tackle join the team fella yeah, exactly. So anyway, my thought, no pass rush equals Jay Cutler with time, which equals Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett, and Brandon Marshall having their way with that secondary for and Carolina. And when they do, Matt Forte, 200 yards and 10 yeah. touchdowns, I Absolutely. <laughs> One other thing before we leave this game, Cam Newton, obviously he's, up, he's banged up. Don't you think for the Carolina offense to thrive, Cam – 
he, you know, he would roll out of the pocket and go grab 12 yards. He'd get that first down. It seems like he's hesitant to run because of the ribs, the ankle. Yep. Without him, that element of his game, he's not the same quarterback, and this team is not the same team. They, they're not, and I don't think they're calling the option read as much as they did in the past. They gave him an opportunity to either hand it off or make a run down the field for himself. The coaches know that he's not up to 100%, that he's not doing like he was before. So they're not calling those kinds of things and putting him in that position. Of course, him being the franchise guy, they don't want to get him beat up. Right. But I'm with you. He's got to show more versatility to be a threat as a run, as a pass, before in order to get some respect from some of these defenses. Last one on the Carolina-Chicago game. Do you start Kelvin Benjamin every week? Do you start him? Is he a must-start these days? I do. I mean, I've, you've got to. Unless you've got one of the other premier receivers, he's the number one target for the Panthers. You know, the guy's seven feet tall tall or something and and one of the things about cam newton is he always overthrows his receivers kelvin benjamin is going to be hard to overthrow he can go up and catch a ball absolutely he's almost a touch i mean i'm not there's no guarantee in nfl football but i'm telling you if i had a bet that if kelvin benjamin would score a touchdown a game i'd take it because i think he can get a touchdown a game all right next up buddy we're traveling to tennessee where the titans will host the cleveland browns last week the browns coming this is a snoozer. The Browns coming off that uh, bye last week. They traveled to Tennessee to hopefully get uh, to get a win. Tennessee, wow, they suck. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? They, so yeah, they do. Jake Locker on the sideline, so they decided to replace him with Charlie Whitehurst, Clipboard Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that guy's still in the league. Exactly. You thought he, I thought he was gone two years ago, but Clipboard yeah. Jesus, he gets the start, puts up 12 for 23, a buck 77, and a touchdown, and I think two to three picks. Guess who was the leading rusher on the Titans team? Probably Charlie, Charlie Whitehurst. <laughs> Five carries, 40 yards. Uh, Delaney Walker, number one receiver for the Titans. He's the tight end, 84 and a touchdown. Now, a glimmer of hope for the Tennessee Titans, fantasy-wise, we're talking about. Bishop Sankey, okay? Bishop Sankey's been riding the pine, yep. the rookie selection, I think in the second or third round, been riding the pine behind Sh- Sean Green. Mm-hmm. They get down, I think the score was maybe 30 to 7 or 37 to 7. And they're saying, they said, hey, let's go and put Bishop Sankey in and see what he can do. Leads the drive right down the field, caught two balls for X amount. I think he scored a touchdown too. Sankey very much. Sankey very much. I'm telling you, Titans, you're one and three. Put damn Bishop Sankey in there. Let him perform. Get him in there. He's he's a a playmaker. And when you're one and three, you need playmakers. So, anyway, long story short, Tennessee at home are actually favored in this game. Minus two. The total's 45. Can Cleveland travel to Tennessee and get a win? I think so. Yeah, I mean, even with Hoyer and, you know, Jordan Cameron kind of banged up, I think they go in and do well there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, maybe not too many fantasy studs or duds. Well, a lot of duds. Maybe yeah, not I just stay studs. away from this game altogether. Yeah. Unless, and there's only two teams on bye week this week, so it's not like it's going to be a big deal and you got to scrounge to get somebody like Sankey. Good point. Sounds hey, like a coffee. Before we leave this one, the Tennessee was supposed to have two great receivers drafted a little bit late. You had Justin Hunter and Kendall Wright. Guys have been no-shows because they've had no quarterback. Right. Are they cuttable now? Can you cut these guys? They're gone. There's enough other people out there, like the guy from Philadelphia that showed up on the radar last week. Was it Matthews? Jordan Matthews. Yeah, um, who I picked up and then laid a big egg this week. Um, There's enough people out there on the wire that you can pick up and get rid of those guys. Absolutely. I'm going to take Cleveland, as Michael said, and I'm going to lean under the total. Not too many fireworks in this game. Next up, we're going to Philadelphia, where the Philadelphia Eagles host the St. Louis Rams last week for the Rams. They're coming off a bye. Philadelphia had that game against the San Francisco 49ers. Nick Foles, 
Maybe is this the true Nick Foles? We, we, we will find out this week. 21 for 43, a buck 95. Not a good game. LaShawn McCoy on the ground, 10 for 17. Not enough. Jeremy Macklin, 4 for 57. This offense, the first three weeks, they were putting up 30, 40 points a game. Held to 21, three special te- or two special teams and a defensive yep. touchdown. Can they do better against the St. Louis Rams team? Or Rams all coming off the bye at home. The number right now, Philadelphia is a seven-point favorite. The total is 48. That's another one. I, I I think Philadelphia rebounds and they get better there. Chip Kelly has to get Shady involved in the game. Yeah. They've got to get Deshaun Jackson involved in the game. Not Deshaun Jackson. He plays for the Skins. They've got to get Nick Foles playing in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, They've got to do better here. And he knows where the problems lie. And it was with the offense last week. I think they rebound against the St. Louis Rams teams. It's not very good. Jeff Fisher does a good job with his teams down there. But I don't think they're going to have any trouble beating the Rams. Question for you. I got a text uh, about this um, exact scenario earlier today, and I want to kind of throw it out to you and even give you a couple more options. Let's say LaShawn McCoy, you drafted him number two overall, right? He's done nothing really this mm-hmm. year, nothing. You're struggling. You're one and three or two and two in fantasy football. There's a trade request. Someone's offered you Giovanni Bernard for LaShawn McCoy straight up. They want to make the deal this week. Do you pull the trigger on that deal? I do. I shift them because I know the kind of teams that the Bengals have coming up versus the kind of teams that the Eagles have coming up. You know, Eagles got to play the Cowboys twice. And, yeah, the defense wasn't that great all season, but it looked pretty good against the Rotten Saints. You know, they got the Skins and the Giants. Both of those are nothing to sneeze at. Um, I think you make that shift so that you get Bernard. And Bernard has been a solid performer every week. He's played great. Yeah. Let me give you this one. They'll give you two more scenarios. Alfred Morris for the skins for LaShawn McCoy straight up. Do you do the deal? No way. No, no way. Not even too close. much uncertainty there with Cousins and, and the Redskins and, and everything else. I, and that's, if that's your best bet, I think you hold on to Shady and try to go get Bishop Sankey <laughs> and get him into the game a few Perfect. times and let Shady or, ride the pine until at least he gets some of these problems solved out. And, and Chip Kelly will get it sorted out. Yeah, he will. And last but not least, Le'Veon Bell is playing really well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Really, their offense, he and Antonio Brown. Would you trade him for LaShawn McCoy right now? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. You know, because – Bell's one of the top weapons there that they've got there in Pittsburgh. So that'd be a tough one. That'd be kind of a a coin toss. I think I would would make that trade. Yeah, it's 50-50 for me. I might hold on to LaShawn McCoy one more week. You know, and if I could talk that Le'Veon Bell owner, say, give me one more week and let's see if they make a deal, then I would do it. And I know we'll get to this in just a minute, but Jamal Charles is is in the same boat, you know, and that's one of the the guys my wife's had. She won the league last year. She's had Jamal Charles and hadn't done nothing but cuss him until Monday Night Football. Jamal Charles, all on to get trade him you know all you need is that one week to get right. back on track of course jamal's been injured mm-hmm. shady's been in the game yep. but all you need is one week to get back on track show the coach show the team show the fans Absolutely. you're the man and Absolutely. mccoy's right back in there well said i'm taking philadelphia and under the total this game we're going to go philadelphia minus the seven and under the 48 next up should be a good game in the meadowlands new york giants host the atlanta falcons last week the giants put that whooping on the redskins on thursday night Eli Manning, 300 yards, four touchdowns. Great, great game by him. Victor Cruz, six for a buck oh eight. But the star was really this Larry Donnell. Three touchdowns from the tight end spot. Great, great game by Larry Donnell. They will be playing host to the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons were in a tough, tough game against the Vikings on Sunday. Matt Ryan, 298 and three touchdowns. 
Antone Smith, we haven't really talked about this dude, but four carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. He's on everybody's waiver wire, and he's averaged. He only gets – this is the thing. He only gets four to five carries a game, and it's typically toward the latter part of the game right. when the defense may be a little banged up or tired. Sure. He's rushed for a touchdown in three games, man. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe you keep him on the radar. You don't use your waiver wire spot now, but keep him on your waiver uh, – your radar. Julio Jones, six receptions, 82 yards. Can – the New York Giants offense, keep it up. Because you know Atlanta's going to score some points. They are. Can the Giants keep it up? Right now, the Giants, wow. Vegas opened it up as the Giants were a one-point favorite. Now the Giants are a four-point favorite, total 49. I don't know about that. I think that's going to be a shootout. It'll be over the total there, I think. Um, I like Atlanta in that because uh, Matt Ryan looks good. Julio's looking strong this season. Yeah. You've got a couple of running backs that are okay. Steven Jackson, eh, he's kind of hit and miss. Yeah. The defense is kind of a question mark for those guys. It's gonna, it really could come down to whoever gets the ball last wins that football game, and I kind of like it laying in that one. Yes, sir. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to lean Eli at home. My thought, and we've talked about it on the Fantasy Formula a lot, Matt Ryan on the road, and he's proven it time in all the time. Check it out. On the road in Atlanta – He's 2-0. and sure. On the road this year, he's 0-2. Well, that's, that's a big difference. In the Dome, he's good. And you're right. He's going to the Meadowlands. Right. That's an outdoor hostile environment. That could be tough to contend with. Exactly. I do love the over. Fantasy points galore. Start Roddy. Start Julio, obviously. I'm going to start Victor Cruz. We got Larry Donnell for sure. Running backs in Atlanta, I'm not going to start any of them because they got a four-man platoon there. Right. I don't want any of them. Rashad Jennings, you can start against this Atlanta defense as well. I'm going to take the New York Giants minus the four. And I love over the total. Look for this one to be six. 65 points total. Next up, New Orleans Saints. Wow, the New Orleans Saints reeling right now. One and three. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? I don't know, but I like it. Why do why? Oh, because of? Well, I mean, of course, the Cowboys beat them. But, you know, the Panthers Panthers fan in me deep down inside has to see those NFC South teams do poorly. And there's always such fanfare for Drew Brees and Sean Payton and all the weapons they've got going on. I haven't really shown it very much this year. They're another team that doesn't do very well on the road. Exactly. And what do you think is going on there? Somebody said, well, that I read today, that Drew Brees might be dealing with some type of rib kind of deal, but he's not – no one is talking about it. But he's not played up to Drew Brees type of potential their defense is horrendous it is terrible you know know, it might be one of the worst defenses in the league the ryan that's there i I get them confused rex or rob long-haired ryan the long-haired ryan is doing terrible there which again i like to see after leaving the cowboys he but marquez colston where are you jimmy graham's had some flashes of good you know with mark ingram out of the game you you look to Kyrie robinson to maybe Mm -hmm. pick up the pace nothing where was pierre thomas Thomas last week you know and that kind of bit me on the backside too new Orleans has got some problems. On the other side of the coin, Tampa Bay, Mike Glennon from NC State looking pretty good. The spark plug that this Tampa Bay Buccaneers Buccaneers offense needed right at the right time, man. He comes in, you know, they get down, they get up early 17-0, then Steelers come back, Glennon, they go down again 10, leads them back, back, back just he's he, he's uh, he's relentless hey and under relentless. pressure last seconds of the game throwing the touchdown pass yes. that's the kind of leader you want that's looking like some tom brady back in the day Absolutely. question tom brady or mike glennon moving forward mike glennon wow 
Which who would have ever thought that? But I wouldn't really want either one of them. Exactly. But I would take Mike Glennon over those two. Sure. Over time. I, I, I yeah. agree with you, man. I think I might too. So if you are a Mike Evans owner or a Vincent Jackson owner or even a Doug Martin owner, you gotta like Glennon being in the backfield over McCown. Yeah. And it will continue to be this way. I would guess probably for the rest of the year. I think this paves the way for the muscle hamster to come back and do well there. Doug Martin, again, getting the passing game going with uh, Vincent Jackson out there. And Mike Glennon getting the ball out in the air gives muscle hamster a chance to run the football. And, again, going up against a pretty crappy defense there in New Orleans – I hate to say it, but I like Tampa Bay in this one. Yeah, especially if the number is minus 11. Yeah. So if you're a Tampa Bay fan catching 11, yeah, you might want to lean that way. I like the over. When New Orleans plays at home, you know they're going to score some points. Tampa Bay can put, definitely put some points up on this New Orleans defense. I'm going to go Tampa Bay plus the 11 and way over the total. Look for 65 points in this game, too. Next up, Cowboy fan. How about them? Dallas Cowboys play host to their Texas rival, the Houston Texans. It's not really a rival. They got to beat us a lot of times in order for it to be a rival. Have they beat? I think think, they have. Maybe once or twice, but it's not like they come into our house and beat us up all the time or vice versa. Right. It seems like Dallas has a little bit of swagger back. I listened to an interview by Tony Romo this morning. Tony Romo said he's been quarterbacking there for how long? Too long. (laughs) Too long. (laughs) He said it is the best group offensively from offensive line to weapons and the backfield, you know, the sure. receiver weapons and in the backfield that he's ever been a part of. That offensive line is getting to be good. They're starting to gel. And they talked about that during the Sunday night broadcast. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth give them credit for this analysis. Yes. They said there were years ago, a few years ago, offensive line was old. They were high paid. They started cutting bait, mm-hmm. um, got rid of some of those guys, brought some young blood in there, starting with a new center, picking up Tyron Smith there. Yeah, They're starting to get some gel there in that offensive Offensive line, Des Bryant, Terrence Williams, and boy, DeMarco Murray Ooh. is blowing it up right so now. So far, the fantasy stud of the year. He I mean, is, he's absolutely. got to be the fantasy yeah. MVP of the year. And so they got to keep feeding that dog. Let him eat. Let him eat and, and eat big against the Texans. And that's what Romo said in this interview. They said, we're going to give the ball to DeMarco Murray because he, once he gets going, everybody else around him gets going. Sure. So, anyway, I think they have continued this trend as well. Right now, Dallas, a four-point favorite at home against the Texans. Texans, they over under 46. Do you see this being a shootout? I mean, both defense is really good. Well, you know, Dallas's defense has been suspect at times. Maurice Claiborne's gone, you yeah. know, um, with a, a knee injury or right. whatever the letters, ACL, PCL, patella mm-hmm. tendon, whatever. Um, Andre Johnson really hadn't done a whole lot this season for the Texans. And, of course, that's that Fitzpatrick, I, I mentioned to you, I picked him up on the waiver wire and, and started him over Cam Newton, and it worked out pretty well mm-hmm. for me. But they aren't really putting up a lot of points. They aren't looking terribly explosive, at least enough the points to keep up yeah. with what the Cowboys are doing. And I think the Cowboys can maintain possession long enough that – I don't know. As far as the over-under, it's hard to say. I think that'll probably be under because the Cowboys will score and and Houston won't be able to keep up with that. I like the under in this game as well, and I like Dallas to keep this hot streak going. Uh, They're playing great ball. Arian Foster, you know, if you're an Arian Foster owner in fantasy-wise, you – Two weeks ago, he sits out because of the hammy. And they, Alfred Blue looked good that time. I actually I, picked him up and started him, and he looked good. And then last week, not so much. So they have Foster and Blue in the backfield. Both of them one fantasy point? Yeah, not what too good. What in the hell is going on there? And you got Fitzpatrick throwing. Andre Johnson is banged up too. So, really, to me, they win the game last week against the Bills 23-17. That Houston defense must have played one hell of a game. Well, J.J. Watt scored a touchdown. He did. He had an interception know? return for touchdown. And he could he could create a problem. I mean, you know, I, Tony Romo is one solid hit from J.J. Watt from retirement right that's now. So they true. said he's not playing golf anymore. It's so bad. Is that but right? J.J. Watt hits him one time, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and Kyle Orton's not playing anymore. I think he's in Buffalo. 
Buffalo now. He is. He not is. on the waiver wire pickups, by the way. Yeah. Um, yes. But that I game like in that. Big D, I like the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm all over Dallas, too. Dallas can just score too many points. I don't trust Fitzpatrick with the Houston offense. Let's go Dallas and under the total 46. Speaking of Kyle Orton, guess who's starting for the Buffalo Bills this week? The chin beard. There he comes. Kyle Orton playing against the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions having a – they're 3-1, and one, man. They are 3-1. and one. Are they for real? Do you believe in this Detroit Lions team? I think they're quietly 3-1, and one, but I do believe in them because Stafford looks good. Calvin Johnson hadn't been putting up huge numbers, but he's solid. You know – the Bell running back, I can't say his first name, Jokey Bell. Joik. <laughs> Joik Bell. Bell. You know, Reggie Bush, they've kind of got running back by committee. Don't really think you want either one of those guys. Right. But Matt Stafford's been solid. Guess who on the other side of Calvin Johnson had a 100-yard performance, and it's the first of many. Greg Jennings. Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Golden Tate. His, his 116 yards on eight receptions. People were double-teaming Calvin all day, and yeah. he's a little banged up. Golden Tate sitting wide open in many of these uh, routes that he runs. So, Golden Tate, he's not going to be on your waiver wire, but he's on your bench. you got to start starting him. He's yep. got to be in he your had lineup a big game. as a flex. Sure. Greg, Greg Jennings Jen- doesn't play there. Yeah, Greg what Jennings over at Minnesota. <laughs> all these <laughs> NFC uh, North Very teams confusing. shifting receivers Dang. and everything. No apologies, confused. dude. It's, no, it's understandable. Addison would have missed like missed that one. At least I said his name right. Exactly. The Detroit will host Buffalo. Buffalo Bills. EJ Manuel on the sideline. Kyle Orton right into his spot. Yeah. Man, you know I was talking about Eli picking him up as my uh, quarterback. Sure. I think I might pick up Kyle Orton. Don't do it. Think about this. Don't do it. The weapons. You got Sammy. You got Robert Woods. You got C.J. Spiller. They should be better than they are. I I mean, with Fred Jackson, C.J., and Sammy Watkins, they should be better. What is going on there that they aren't taking advantage of these guys? E.J. That dude is terrible. He's terrible. He doesn't deserve to be a starting quarterback in the league. Kyle Orton, mark my word. If you're here next week, we'll talk about it. Sure. Kyle Orton will be a top 10 fantasy quarterback for this week against this Detroit defense. Detroit's good. Yeah. But I think Kyle Orton, he's going to sling it a little bit. Well, Donkey Kong Sue in his face, as well as Nick Fairley. You know, that's that's some pressure there. Now, but Kyle Orton has been around the block a time or 50. Exactly. He's experienced. He's seasoned. He's not going to go wimpy with a couple of hits there from from Sue or or Fairley. I don't know. That's a tough one to call. I still think that Detroit's got this one in the bag. I'm with you, too. I think it's going to go over the total. The total right now in Vegas is 44. I like Kyle Orton to throw three touchdowns in this game. Stafford will do what he does. I will lean Detroit minus the seven. This is going to be close to the number, but I'm going to go over the total 44. I like 52 points in this game. Next up, we go to Indianapolis, the red-hot Indianapolis Colts with Andrew Luck leading the way, the number one fantasy quarterback as we speak today. Indianapolis playing host Baltimore. Indianapolis three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total is 47. What can we expect in this game from Indianapolis? Passing the football. Yeah. Do they even have a running back? I mean, hello, Trent Richardson. Where are you? No, Ahmad Bradshaw, right? He's doing well for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Trent Richardson really has been disappointing for all of us Roll Tide and Roll Tiders. Right. Um, but – Baltimore. He showed up last week with a touchdown. Though. He, he did. did get a touchdown. And Baltimore is known for having their defense. Another Bama boy, C.J. Mosley, is really coming on there for the Ravens. But the Ravens' defense isn't what it has been in years past. Right. And with Andrew Luck there in the quarterback position, as you said, looking lethal all the time, got to go with the Colts there, no matter how good Smitty is. Love it. Indianapolis Colts all day. People are not giving this Indianapolis offense enough credit. Andrew Luck. 
He looks like the best quarterback in the league. He looks like Peyton Manning in Peyton Manning's prime. You know, weapons sure. all over the place, running for his life, but it just seems like he makes the right decision. I love this Indianapolis Colts uh, team against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, big win last week. Not this week. Indianapolis, minus the three and a half, and we'll go over the total 47. Next up, we're still in the 1 o'clock games here. Jacksonville playing host to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jacksonville put up a tough fight early, but – it was uh, not enough, unfortunately. San Diego charging, and the Philip Rivers gets going late. Uh, Jaguars lose 33-14. Blake Bortle service, 29 for 37, 253, and a touchdown. Not bad, but two picks. That's going to happen for a rookie. Yep. It's going to happen for him. You know? It's going to take a while for him to get on. And, and good news out there for Jacksonville fans as well as San Diego fans. The FCC just eliminated the blackout rule, so <laughs> you don't have to sell out all the tickets in your dumpy little stadium right. anymore and worry about you can sit at home and watch the game on the TV. So good news for Jacksonville. Bad go. news for Jacksonville. Pittsburgh's coming to town <laughs> off a loss. Le'Veon Bell's going to run all over you. Big Ben's going to – exercise some demons the Steelers go wild on the Jags enough said man enough said I like Blake Boyles but it's not he won't be enough to uh yeah to hold back this Pittsburgh they're gonna be angry and they'll Even be ready with Denard to Denard Robinson as a running back yeah good luck Denard don't think so good luck so anyway Pittsburgh right now minus six and a half I like them all day on the road against Jacksonville the total 46 I'm gonna lean over the total too because it seems to me this Ben Roethlisberger Antonio Brown combination it's two touchdowns a game and they yep. They're awesome together. They are. They are awesome. Good. And against this secondary in Jacksonville, who is, I'd say, probably 31 in the league, Antonio Brown has a field day. Big Ben, you can start him as a quarterback one for sure. Let's go Pittsburgh minus the 6.5 and, and over the 45.5. Possibly the best game of the day, Michael. Denver Broncos play host to the Arizona Cardinal. Denver coming off the bye, so they'll be well-refreshed. Arizona coming off a bye. So both teams coming off a bye – in Mile High Stadium, Denver, a seven-point favorite. The total is 49. Drew Stanton, does he have enough to get it done in Denver? I don't think so. The defense there in Denver is too good for him. Um, you know, and I look down the rest of the list, and I think that is the game of the day, Arizona and Denver. Peyton Manning looks great, had two weeks to rest up. Orange Julius, Demarius Thomas – Obviously, weapons, they've got a running back committee going on there, and the defense is solid. DeMarcus Ware has now shown up. My man, <laughs> number 94, representing there. Wish he on. was still in cowboy land. Yep. But he is he has sort of started to kind of come on strong. Um, and I think the defense will be too much there for the Cardinals. And, and really, this is the chance where I think the Cardinals get exposed. I think that they have maybe had a little bit of an easy ride. I wouldn't say they played some cupcakes, mm. but they've looked a lot better than I think they really are. And once they go up against a, a championship-caliber team like Denver, they're going to have a rough go yeah I like that um think about this too Arizona secondary secondary top five in the league with Patrick Peterson and I can't remember the other guy on the other side but listen to Denver's weapons Demarius Julius Emmanuel Sanders and Wes Welker yeah they don't have enough people to cover all these dudes plus Monte Ball in the backfield anyway I think Arizona is in store for a rude awakening Denver all day long minus the seven and I'm gonna go over the total 49 I think Denver might get 35 by themselves so Denver all day in this matchup Next up, San Francisco, 4 o'clock kick, playing host to Kansas City. We saw what Kansas City can do offensively in that Monday night thrashing of the Patriots. Alex Smith looked like a pro bowler. Jamal Charles back to what Welcome we, back. Welcome back. Three <laughs> yeah. touchdowns and Travis Kelsey, as you mentioned earlier, the tight end. He looks to be – He when I see him running, he looks like a young rock. Did you see him? He's yeah. big. He's fast. He's agile. Big body, big yeah, target. Making, you know, in, in the running game there, um, the other guy uh, – 
Nile Davis that lines up behind Jamal sure. Charles was solid in solid. his absence. San Francisco has got some problems going on, and I don't think it has anything to do with the talent that's on the field. I think this is more of a locker room situation. It's the kind of thing where you know Harbaugh's in there in the early going. He's got the team motivated. They've done some good things, got to the big game, and sort of floundered around. He may be losing that locker room. He may be on the way to Ann Arbor, Michigan pretty Could soon. Um, and I don't know that there's talk about that in the locker room or anything like that, but, but Kaepernick just hadn't looked the same. I don't know where Vernon Davis has been. He hadn't done a whole lot. And the up. defense is not doing very it's not the typical shutdown defense it has been although they look pretty good against philadelphia they did they look much better this kansas city d too i don't know if you noticed it in the monday night game but their defense was flying around they looked fast and athletic they looked but yeah they were playing the patriots we got to discount that you know the patriots got some serious problems going on they can make a defense look good i don't know that that mike that's going to be a good game too there between kc and san fran you start frank gore if you're a san francisco frank gore owner against this kansas city d-line they're pretty tough Frank uh, Frank Gore at home seems to always play good at, at, at home, though. Do you start him as a running back, too? Frank Gore's one of those, like Jamal Charles, a little bit like LaShawn. He may have got drafted a little further down the list, but he was a, a top draft pick. i got to go with him. i got to use him. And he has turned out and done pretty good. He had a good game last week. Oh, so I think I stick with him. They're starting to get him the ball a little bit more. Um, I stick with Frank Gore in this game. I like it, too. I like Frank Gore, so put him in your lineup. RB2, feel safe, or even a flex. I like San – no, I'll take it back. I like Kansas City on the road not to win the game, but keep the game close. San Francisco is a seven-point favorite. I think this is a field goal game either way. Also, like, over the total 44, Kansas City's offense with Jamal Charles back there, they're explosive. San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick, they can score points, too. Let's go San Francisco – I'm sorry, Kansas City plus the seven – over the 44 and a half. Hey, and you know about San Francisco, they've got a new stadium, and it's not like it's the same atmosphere. It's not the old it's candlestick. True. They don't have any tradition there. we got a new shiny stadium with no feelings or emotions in there. Kind of like the Panthers without a home field advantage. San Francisco being at home doesn't mean a whole lot for Great them. point, Michael. Great point. Next game, we're going San Diego bound, where the Jets ho- or travel to San Diego last week for the Chargers. Phillip Rivers, top three fantasy quarterback. He puts up 29 for 39. 377 and three touchdowns. Keenan Allen finally gets off the schneid. If you drafted him, you probably got him in round two or three. He finally puts up round two or three numbers. Ten receptions, a buck 35. Eddie Royal, we didn't talk about him in waiver wire wonder. Two touchdowns last week, maybe even three, putting up big numbers. Phillip looks for him. It's crazy. He's sometimes even in the red zone, and he's the littlest fella out right. there. You know? So interesting there. The Jets. All right, Jets fans, what do we do with Gino? F you what is he, what Gino says. <laughs> he said that to a fan. Right, I read that did. today, too. He did. I mean, the Jets are just a, they're a dumpster fire. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The Jets are a dumpster fire. Phillip Rivers was the buzzsaw that the the terrible Tinklers ran into this week. We yes. went 3-1 and one because he had Phillip Rivers and DeMarco Murray. I mean, oh, I just wow. got whipped. But Phillip Rivers is on his game right now. They've got it going on right now. I like the, I like the Chargers a lot. Not only because the Chargers are good, but because the Jets are bad. They really are. There's been rumblings, people looking for Michael Vick to come in to replace Geno. If you were to do that, first of all, let's talk it fantasy-wise. Sure. If Michael Vick... They, they say they do pull Geno in the second quarter of the game against the Chargers. Michael Vick's on the waiver wire. And they say, all right, Michael, this is yours to take for the rest of the year. Is he waiver wire worthy? Would Absolutely you, would not. You draft him? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Just because he, I think that he's too close to having another injury. You yeah. know, he's, he's at the age. He's on up there in years. He's been around for a while. Even though he wasn't in the league all this time, mm-hmm. he's getting on up there in age. I don't think that – 
as far as the Jets go, you can't put Michael Vick in there. You got to stick with Geno until he gets injured. As far as a fantasy owner goes, I don't think that they've got the weapons around Michael Vick to make him a valid option as a quarterback. Absolutely, I completely concur. Um, running back wise, it seems like the only people for the Jets you might be able to start, and I don't. This is a toss up even to do this, but Chris Ivory actually not too bad last week. Ivory seventeen for eighty four, but Chris Johnson, you know, they kind of. Sp- substitute these guys 50-50. Right. So who do you start? Just don't start either of them. No, right? I don't think so. And I mean, what happened to Chris Johnson? You know, there were those years with the Titans where he was phenomenal. CJ2K. And now, yeah, and I mean, maybe it's because he's running by committee, but the time, the 50% of the time that he's in the game, he doesn't look that explosive like he has been before. Ah, uh, man, I agree. I don't know what's happening with him. He got that big paycheck, maybe got a little lazy. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't, you know, he knew already he, he got Sure, he started got eating high off the hog and hey. getting fat and lazy. There you go. There you go. I'm going to go San Diego right now. Vegas has the number minus seven, 43 and a half. I'm going to take San Diego minus the seven, but I'm going to lean under the total 43 and a half. I think San Diego's defense keeps the Jets to 14 points. Here we go with our Sunday night game. A couple weeks ago, this would have been huge. You would think it would be. You would think yeah, it would When they be made the schedule, you game. thought this is going to be a big game. Sunday night, you know, you're excited. Full day of football was we just passed it. Now you got to look forward to the the climax. The New England Patriots in Foxborough playing host to the Cincinnati Bengals. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Oh, At after least Monday as far night as the showing. Patriots go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So after Monday night showing, nothing really to look forward to in this New England team. Even Vegas has changed the number. It started out New England, let's say a two point favorite. Flip flopped all the way. Cincinnati's a point favorite now. Unbelievable. That's a three point swing. That's huge in uh, Vegas terms. The over under forty six. Michael, can New England get it going in time? to get a win against this tough Cincinnati Bengals team. You know, after reading all the press after Monday Night Football, the thing I see is Brady and Belichick have never been beat by this large of a margin. I think that both of them got extremely embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I think that Mr. Kraft was probably embarrassed by the product that they put out on the field. And I don't know if I can say New England's going to win, but you're not going to see the same New England team on the field that was there against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that over the next week, over these next several days, they're going to have to figure out what's going on in this situation and, and get something in the right direction. I just can't believe that they're going to put that kind of thing on the field again. I don't think they win the football game. Cincinnati's too good. Bernard, A.J. Green, Dalton's looking really solid there. Cincinnati's just looking good, but I don't think it's going to be the blowout that it – would appear to be after seeing the Monday night football game. You've read my mind exactly, especially with a Belichick-led team, embarrassed. I'm calling for the outright win. I'm calling think for the outright be a win. win. Well, they at are at home. home. They're at home. They're yep. at Foxborough. They play better there. Brady feels more confident there. You know, they've got two wide receivers that were inactive. They've got Dobson and Kimbrell Tompkins, I think. They've, they need somebody to stretch the field. Sure. Maybe Brady – will say, hey, coach, give me something. I need Maybe one of these guys come in, stretch the field, opens the door for Edelman, a little bit more Gronk, Vereen out of the backfield. New England's going to look better in this game. Well, and Edelman had an okay night. I've got him yeah. on my team, and he yeah. helped me actually get a win in one of the leagues. Yeah. Edelman did okay, but like you said, if you get some more of those long play threats, yes. that's going to help him along the way as well. Absolutely. So right now, man, I'm going to lean New England plus the one and a yeah, – is that right? Yes, plus the one, and I'm going to go – what are we going to do about this total? 
I'm thinking I'm going to lean under the I total. I think under here. two. I'm going to lean under the total. I can't start Tom Brady. I mean, if you got yeah. him out there, you can't start yeah. him. And at least until he proves that he's not a 37 year old man that's thinking about his hot model wife all the time and Absolutely. his kid. Yes, but she is a hot model she wife. She is. And, yeah, you know, fatherhood changes people too. Sure. So maybe that's part of it. No doubt. We're going New England under the total. Last but not least, the Monday night special. The Seattle Seahawks coming off the bye travel to our nation's capital to host the Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins got thrashed last week by the Giants. We, we talked about it. Cousins, a tough game, 19 for 33, 257, and a touchdown, but four picks. Alfred Morris on the ground, 63, 63 rush yards and a touchdown. Receiving-wise, not much of anybody. Roy Hallou was the leading receiver with five for 78 and zero touchdowns. They're going up against this Seattle defense, who does not play as well on the road. Right. But they're still the Seattle defense. Seattle's a seven-point favorite. The total is 46. Can Cousins get back to at least not making four turnovers? I mean, well, where do you, where do you think, see him? Where well, do you see he him? had a fumble, too, in addition to those interceptions. So it was five all total. Yeah. It, it doesn't get any easier for the Deadskins here going up against Seattle. Uh, I don't think – Cousins puts out that kind of performance that he did, but all of his passing receiving weapons, you know, the Seattle secondary is so solid. Who's he going to pass it to? It's got to be a Morris run the football kind of night. You know, right. they've got to run it strong, and I'd put Halu in there running the football as well. Sure. You know, the tight end that's back, that's got to be a big part of it. Um, but I don't think that Washington's got much of a chance, even at home. You know, Seattle looking strong, coming off a bye. Russell Wilson, Wilson is looking superb. Yes. You know, Marshawn Lynch. They've got weapons on the edge as well. You know, I like Seattle big time in this one. Right on. I'm going to lean Seattle two minus the seven. This total at 45, I'm probably going to lean a little bit under. Man, if I, I've got Pierre Garçon, right? Let's yeah. say I've got Alfred Morse. I'm not going to start any of these dudes. Nope. I'm really not going to because that's how much respect I give to that Seattle D. Sure. That might not be the right play, but I just can't do it. Um, especially when it comes to Pierre Wee Wee. Maybe right. Alfred, you start because he's going to get a boatload of carries. But right. I just well, because they don't have him. another option, really. Exactly. You know, they got to exactly. go with him. And on the other side for Seattle against Washington's defense, I'm starting everybody. You got Russell Wilson, of course, Marshawn Lynch. You've got Percy Harvin, who's. I think they're going to get Percy more involved. So and in different ways, not just yeah, as a receiving threat. Sure. You know, they were running some of that end Jet around and some of those, yeah, that stuff. kind of stuff in the yeah. last game. Um, so I think that the, he continues to be increasing the load. Absolutely, we're going to take Seattle minus the seven. We're going to lean under forty six in this game. Michael, great job. That wraps up the Fantasy 45, fastest 45 seconds per team in fantasy football. Real quick before we take off here, let's do let's. Give a quick thanks to our sponsor. It's the Greater Hickory Kia Classic held at the Rock Barn Golf and Country Club. I've been there several times, and actually I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to play in the Pro-Am in a couple of Thursdays. Nice. Well, good so luck that, with that. Yes, thank you. It'll be a blast. Yeah, it's October 13th through the 19th. You can get details at greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. You can get tickets, find out all about the competition, and they're already starting to talk about the players that are going to be there this year, and it's it's a great field. You know, I love going to that event because it's not just for golfers. If you mm-hmm. like golf you go out and you have a good time with that but they've got the Dale Jarrett shootout the trick shot artist you know just a good week there at Rock Barn Golf and Spa lots of family fun I was I read yesterday that Nick Price big name sure he's playing good deal great that's gonna draw some crowds great deal for Hickory so anyway you guys come out to the greater Hickory Kia Classic October 13th through the 19th we'll look forward to seeing you there and Michael man thank you so much for coming and being part of the fantasy formula appreciate the invitation hey tell us a little bit more about some other things that you're doing oh what I'm doing is high school football you know I've got football on the brain just about 
five days out of the week. Sure. You know, I'd take a rest on Tuesday and Wednesday. But Thursday, we got Thursday night, Friday, I do high school football here in the Hickory Metro on WNNC in 63 big ways. If you've got a Hickory Metro radio, that's 6.30 a.m. or 12.30 a.m. Or if you're out there listening in Tangiers or Taiwan or Hawaii <laughs> and around those places you're talking about, mytotalradio.com. You can hear the best of Hickory Metro football right here. And, of course, it's college Saturday. It's pro Sunday, pro Monday. And then we take Tuesday and Wednesday off. And, Love it. And, and Chad, since I knew that we were having um, fantasy time talk, I thought I'd throw something a little bit new out there. Yes, it is sir. the Hickory Metro High School Fantasy Team. Love it. And these, it's kind of like an all-star team. And I'm really, I'm just looking here at Catawba County, except for one player in Lincoln County, basically Hickory Metro. So quarterback number one, Mr. Chaz Surratt, D1 prospect out of East Lincoln Mustangs. Okay. Already got a championship under their belt. Chaz Surratt is a, he's the real deal. Running back threat and passing he's threat. He's a running and passing okay. threat. He's okay. a big, tall, strong young man. Now his problem is next year, he's going to age out of being able to play high school football. So he'll be a senior East Lincoln and won't be able to play the whole season so he's already looking around where is he going to play he may go to a private school, and that could give him an opportunity to try to polish himself up. If I'm staying here in Catawba County, it's Matt Williams at Fred T. Ford. He has turned the Fred T. Ford Tigers into – well, at least a competitive football team. Because um, typically they're the laughing stock. They are. They, <laughs> along with St. Stevens, aren't very good. But Matt Williams has got them going in the right direction. He can pass the ball. And, I mean, he can throw the ball on the run a lot better than any high school quarterback I've ever seen. Wow. He can run in a full sprint and chunk that ball downfield. Strong arm. RB1 for the Hickory Metro, Blake Roberts at Newton Conover High School. Five touchdowns on Friday night this past week against West, West Caldwell, Caldwell in a 60-point affair. 60-50 to 50 was the final. Wow. I think he had like 250-some-odd yards, five touchdowns. Blake Roberts, what the real game. deal. And he's just a small guy. He's, he's one of those like Darren Sproles that he can hide behind the line of scrimmage, pick a hole, and hit it and go to the house. The big boy on the RB2, Janarian Knox from St. Stevens. He's about six foot tall, 220, just a workhorse. I mean, he hits the line like a load and then drags people. Mm-hmm. WR1, my wide receiver from Bunker Hill, Jalen Wilson. This is a tall, high-jumping, fast threat. Bunker Hill doesn't have a whole lot. They haven't won a game this year, but Jalen Wilson is the man. In fact, last year they brought a – I mean, last week they brought a young man in after their starting quarterback was hurt. Backup quarterback comes in. First ever varsity pass, chunks it, just throws it up in the air. Jalen Wilson runs under it, jumps up, out jumps everybody, catches it, 71-yard touchdown. Bingo. Big-time player there for Bunker Hill. My other wide receiver is Alex Johnson for Newton Conover, and I knew it's Newton Conover heavy. There's some other guys, Caleb Farley and Asani Forte there at the Maiden High School are threats there for the Blue Devils. Um, but Alex Johnson's my pick for wide receiver, too. Tight ends, yeah, there's not a lot of that going on around high school football right now. There's a few of them out there. And for defense and special teams, I'm going to pick nobody. Because as I said, there was a 60-50 60 60 to 50 50, game yeah. there in Newton Conover and West Caldwell. And here's another thing. We talked with some of the coaches um, over the past couple of weeks and found out, why, why are we having all these high-scoring games? And this is something that we may see have an impact. Or, in fact, we did in that NC State-Florida State game. We may see it trickling up to the high school 
pro level, they are not coaching tackling anymore. Hmm. When they go to practice, they aren't working on tackling because, hey, if you get one of your best players with a concussion in practice and he's out, you're in trouble. So they aren't practicing on the tackling. The kids can't tackle. You think about in peewee rec sports, there's a lot more flag football, not a lot of tackle football. So you got flag football, then you get to high school and they're not tackling. You get to college and you see Florida State and NC State banging heads and not able to tack- tackle one another. Right. Pretty soon that's got to trickle up to the the pro level. So will we ever get to the point where they can't tackle? And we see some of these 75, 85 point shootouts in the pro. Hey, I would love that as a fan of offense, but right. what do you do as a defensive guy? So that's my Hickory Metro fantasy football lineup. I uh, invite everybody to tune in on Friday nights to WNNC 63 Big Ways and around the world at MyTotalRadio.com. Well said, my friend. Well said. So who? what is the game of the week high school-wise? What do we need to look for? Hey, this is the week. Maiden Blue Devils, Newton Conover, Red Devils. Big Newton, rivalry. Newton Conover undefeated. Blue Devils coming in with one loss. Of course, that one loss was out of the conference. This is an in-conference match in the Southern District 7. Going to be a huge contest at Newton Conover's Gurley Stadium. Um, and if you're listening to the Hickory Metro, they've got a tailgate going on there at the baseball field beforehand. It's going to be raising some money for scholarship funds. So a lot of activities. And this is always a game where you want to buy the split pot ticket at because there will be thousands of people there, and that is a two or $3,000 split pot win opportunity. For you Hickory fans, Hickory on the road to Freedom High School. Freedom undefeated. Hickory's next contest in conference play, they could show everybody that Hickory's not the dogs that everybody thinks they are by going in and beating Freedom. Don't think it's going to happen. Tough task there, yeah, Michael. Tough, tough task, task for sure. Where will you be broadcasting? I'll the be at Maiden? Newton, Conover, and Maiden for sure. So we'll look forward to seeing you there, man. And uh, again, thanks so much for being My a part pleasure. of the Fantasy Absolutely. Formula. Absolutely. Love football. You can also catch Michael on the News Mesh, hosted right here at this very station, the yep. mesh.com. Uh, no, mesh.tv. The mesh.tv, yeah. the News Mesh. And we talk about Hickory Metro news items. Absolutely. Yep. So and check them out there. Then too. We gave the Fantasy Formula some love right out of the gate on News Mesh last week because it's football. Who doesn't love football? <laughs> well said. We all love football. And you fantasy fanatics, we know you love it too. So until next week, good luck with all your starting lineups. We hope you'll win every game. Until then, peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.